0: What up, family? Hope you had a wonderful week. Well, it's about to get even better because I got a great show for you today. Internet beef fooling is back. We talk Mavs, NFL free agency, what shows are back on TV, and I got comedian beef. Oh, yes, this should be entertaining, so let's start the show. Everybody take cover. Gather all the men. Run the battle stations and...
1: What's that music?
2: I I'll say my pickle for a nickel. How about two cents? Okay. Oh! Funky butt loving! Did you say funky butt
0: loving? Oh! I catch the butt! Welcome back to the Jay Bright Show. You already know I go by the name of Jay Bright, and this right here, this is my show. We got a lot to get into today, and the water feels fine. So let's go ahead and jump right in. All right, first up, let's tackle NFL free agency. (laughs) All right, the biggest story of free agency so far has been the willingness of teams to overpay for average players prime example Brock Osweiler going to the Texans for 72 million dollars his contract puts him in the top 10 for quarterbacks in the league and he only had seven starts in his career so far that's unbelievable man what's funnier is that the Houston Texans gave him that contract <laughs> I feel bad for the Texans fans sometimes man like they had an awesome team in the Oilers then they left went became the Titans. And now this new Texan team just always has potential, but they just seem to screw the pooch. (laughs) All right, that's a weird saying, but yes, they always mess things up. They never have had a good quarterback, ever. Ryan Fitzpatrick was arguably their best quarterback in their entire history, and they had him for like one season. And, And it just seems like they always overpay for a quarterback that has a couple good games with not a large enough sample size to actually see if they're good or not. Prime example, Matt Schwab. He's the same type of player. Uh, Brian Hoyer, I don't know if they overpaid, but they brought him in. Same type of player. And now add Brock Osweiler to the list of Texans quarterbacks that are overpaid and will underperform. Sorry, Texans fans. So a lot of players changed teams this week uh y'all can look that up on nfl.com to see who all went where but since this is a local podcast let's talk some cowboys so the cowboys had an interesting strategy this offseason and i like it they're waiting out all these teams the texans all these teams that are overpaying for guys like janoris jenkins and marvin jones and they're waiting for the second tier free agents to snag them up on the cheap it's brilliant I mean, you won't get stuck with contracts like Brandon Carr, these overpaid contracts. And the Cowboys actually did make two good moves so far this offseason. They added Cedric Thornton, defensive lineman from Philly, d tackle one technique. He's going to be good uh, to a very reasonable deal. Should open up some lanes for Travis Crawford to to get in. I mean, Travis Crawford, Tyrone Crawford to get in there. Travis Crawford, is a guy I went to school with. He doesn't play defensive line, but now Tyro Crawford uh, to get some sacks, do what he does best, and it wasn't a big deal. Uh, it was very reasonable, and then they re-signed Rolando McClain to a one-year deal, $5 million, uh, pretty cheap for a starting middle linebacker. Um, it's just great moves by the front office so far, and it'll be interesting to see if they decide to maybe bring Greg Hardy back now. <laughs> No, uh, talk about beating a dead horse, but no, I want Greg Hardy back. No one has offered him a deal yet, so he may be really, really cheap. And uh, also, I want to talk about Lance Dunbar, running back with the Cowboys last year. He visited with the 49ers earlier this week. I really hope the Cowboys bring back my boy Lance. Not only because he's from the Mean Green family, but because he was literally the Cowboys' best offensive player before getting hurt last season. And uh, one last thing, the Cowboys brought in quarterback Matt Moore the other day, and if he's anything like he was back in 2007, <laughs> when, <he laughs> then uh, yeah, it seems like the Cowboys are finding the exact same quarterbacks that we had last year. It's kind of sad. I mean, literally all these guys look the same, and it's been almost 10 years since Matt Moore was decent with the Cowboys a long time ago too try to sneak on the practice squad. So, yeah, that's where we're at with our quarterback situation right now. Uh, next topic. All oh, the poor, poor Mavs. It's been 2 weeks since the last podcast and it's still going down for the DMs.
2: It goes down in the field. It goes down. It goes down in the field.
0: It go down. It goes down. Go down. The DMs, aka the Dallas Mavericks, look terrible. Most recently, they lost to the Detroit Pistons this week and are only a half game out of eighth place in the West. Yes, that means if the Mavs finish in eighth, they'd have to play the Golden State Warriors in the first round. While it'd be fun to see Steph for two games here in Dallas in a playoff series, I have zero confidence that the Mavs would even win one game. These guys look horrible and it's got me looking forward to next season. Chandler Parsons will hopefully bail. Darren Williams, I would love to see him back, but <laughs> I just think he might bail. Uh, Zaza Pachulia needs to be a backup center in this in this league. Raymond Felton should have never been our best player on offense, and he, <laughs> he needs to be the spark off the bench. He shouldn't be starting next year. And Wes Matthews, oh, God. If there's any way to get rid of him, then do it. A trade, a buyout, something. I have no idea but he's been worse than Rondo for us, and no one seems to talk about that. He's horrible. I mean, meanwhile, Monte Ellis is making about $6 million less, and he's balling out in Indiana, and we stuck with Wes Matthews. I mean, at, at some point, this front office needs to be held accountable for their actions. This team they've assembled is trash, man, and it, it'll it be another first-round exit for the Mavs if they keep at this pace. And Dallas... They haven't even reached the second round since winning in 2011, winning it all. So I don't even see why this year it should be any different. I don't know why I expected it to be any different. And 2011 just seems like such a long time ago now. This team is so far removed from greatness. It's just, it's just hard to watch. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Don't touch that phone. We'll be right back with more of The Jay Bright Show right after this. Recently, we brought you the quesalupa. Well, now we're introducing a new kind of food. Introducing the taco pizza with stuffed crust. Yes, all your favorite parts of the taco, now on a pizza with queso cheese stuffed right in the crust. Also introducing a new kind of crunch. You've heard of the Big Mac? Well, we've got the big stack. It's a double taco burger with hard shells for buns. Get it now, only at Taco Bell. Live más. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Now introducing the all-new Chihuahua, the Chihuahua Taco, only at Taco Bell. Welcome back to the Jay Bright Show. Um, So for the past month, Cat Williams has been going in on fellow comedian Kevin Hart. I mean, let's be honest, people. Cat Williams, he seemed a little out of it ever since Pimp Chronicles way back in the day. I mean, the little dude has crackheadish tendencies. Now, I'm not saying he's a crackhead. That's allegedly. But all I'm saying is he has crackheadish tendencies. So this whole beef goes back a while, but it restarted itself when Cat Williams had a show in Atlanta and then proceeded to do this to end his show.
2: And so I've already proven that if the best they got in comedy is Kevin Hart, don't you It's not his fault. We don't get mad at... Come on, get what I'm saying? I do Just because I'm better than some black dudes don't mean I'm better than no black dudes. I'm saying, if you want to be mad at Kermit the Frog, don't be mad at Kermit the Frog. Be mad at Jim Henson. Don't say, F- Donald Duck, what you really mean, F- Walt Disney. So I don't care nothing about...
0: What happens to Kevin? I wish him the best.
2: I just know that somebody's hand stuck up that baby. You understand? So, Are we in a puppet show? But we'll please believe it. You're looking at the only thing that ain't. And so, so since I've already proven that because Richard Pryor is no longer here, since I've already officially proven to myself that I really am, ...who Richard Pryor passed his torch to, and that I was able to do it without letting the man suck my...
1: What? Bro, what are you talking about,
0: man? Alright, so that was strange to say the least. Why is he attacking Kevin? Is he a hater? Or is he jealous? Is this the little man complex? The little man battle? I don't know. It it was just really weird. But then on the Oscars, Kevin said this as sort of a subliminal subliminal shot at Cat while he was being interviewed on the red carpet by Mario Lopez. Check this out. Speaking of hosting, of course, Chris Rock's yeah. got a duty tonight. Yes, I'm
2: does. sure he's going to have the difficult balance of obviously wanting to address the, the the issues and the controversy, but then keeping within the theme. So what are, you, what are you looking forward to most? I'm looking forward to my brother, to Chris Rock. You know, I think as comedians, the one thing that we do is support one another. I think the great ones all do. Um, those that don't don't necessarily fit in that fraternity, but within that fraternity, you back one another. Mm -hmm. So everybody was telling Chris not to host a boycott. I told my brother, do it. This is a stage. On that stage, we have the ability to get our point across. You address an issue, but you do it in a Chris Rock way. And that's what he's going to do. And at the end of the day, he will address the elephant in the room. You'll laugh, but then you'll think about it. And years to come, you'll remember what he did. And I think that's what makes him amazing. That's why I'm a supporter. That's why I'm a friend. Once again, that's why I'm proud to be in the fraternity of real comedians that support one
0: another that was a good response right there Uh, kevin also went to instagram uh, right after the oscars to shut this beef down he posted a pic with dave chappelle and chris rock at the oscars and the caption of the pic read this Me and Dave Chappelle with our brother at Chris Rock. (laughs) I guess Dave Chappelle don't have an Instagram, so he just had to say it. But uh, yeah, me and Dave Chappelle with our brother at Chris Rock tonight at the Oscars. True professionals understand the importance of sticking together and supporting one another. At the end of the day, we are comedians, and there aren't many that make it to the level we have made it. But so many doors are open from the success of one comedian, and when you see those doors open, you then have the opportunity to walk through them. It's about helping one another, not trying to tear each other down. The insecure ones will never understand that. Support and encouragement. Hashtag message. Hashtag dope pick. Hashtag legendary. (laughs) All right, but Cat Williams wasn't done, though, man. After all that, he posted another random video calling out Kevin right before getting on the plane, it looked like, to do another show. Now, this one was actually kind of funny, man. Check this out. It's like something out of Real Husbands of Hollywood or something, check this out. See, I seen your stuff on social
2: media, boy, boy, I know you what you do, but you do it for Play Play. If you do it for real, here it is, Kevin. I got a show at your hometown in Philly. I'm gonna take my special there on that stage we can put whatever you want a full-court basketball court a boxing ring two microphones for a rap cypher or you can get your ass dusted in comedy on that stage but it's one million dollars up for each one that's five million dollars mr 28 million in forbes i'll be bringing mine in cash mitch Bring yours however you want. And since you're not a puppet, don't bring no white people with you then. That's a $5 million bet individually. You can take it all or you can take it part and parcel. This is the new movement. Hey, and tell them plastic cup boys we make enough money to drink out of real glassware.
0: Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Alright, Kevin didn't respond, but Cat Williams followed up his rant with an apology. I guess he felt bad because uh, he went on Big Tigger's radio show and apologized for his actions. Seemed like he was almost sober or something when he did it, but uh, he did throw some shots at another comedian at the end of this. He just couldn't help himself, so check this out. You, and
2: and not to um, overstep, but I also owe a humongous apology to uh, Kevin Hart. And so I wanted you to be the person that got that as well. Um, It doesn't matter how accurate you are. Even Steph Curry on occasion misses a shot. Mm -hmm. Now he would be delusional if he acted like we didn't just see that he had an air ball or we didn't just see (laughs) that he... You know, he made a mistake. that he shot a brick. Right. He would be stupid if he went, No, that went in. No, Steph, it didn't go in. Yeah, all of them go in. No, Steph, all of them don't go in. Okay. So, um, I should have. This is what happened. Atlanta means so much to me because of the years prior to Pimp Chronicles and the years after Pimp Chronicles and how consistent Atlanta has been with their love for me mm-hmm. to the point that people often think I'm from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So, um,. When I did the show at Phillips, I kind of lost myself and I wasn't, I didn't do my stand up performance. I actually did an hour of talking to Atlanta because I love Atlanta (laughs) and I made a lot of mistakes and said a lot of things that just be in Cat Williams' head, but I was not talking to the world. I was talking to the city of Atlanta. Gotcha. And I should have never mentioned Kevin Hart's name. That is the reigning king of comedy if you ask for popular consensus. So now the fact that he's a black man like me and the fact that I attacked him with such vitriol at a time when um, our country is already divided in every way it could be divided. Mm -hmm. Racially, politically, uh, economically, socially, religiously. Like the fact that I, while being on stage pretending to be higher than that would then stoop down to the same level and try to um, embarrass Kevin Hart in front of his children and loved ones after Mm. all the hard work he's done since the year 2002 is just regrettable on my part. So I humbly apologize to not only Kevin Hart, but Heartbeat Productions, The Plastic Cup Boys, and anybody associated with Kevin Hart. That um, That was a mistake on my part because... I don't love Kevin. I love Tori. Tori's a friend of mine. Okay. So I might have, um, it doesn't matter. I don't need an excuse. I'm I'm sorry for um, having mentioned Kevin's name at all. Having said that, I didn't make a total mistake. I meant to cut the snake, but I meant to cut the head of the snake. Mm. So my special will no longer be in Philly. It'll be in New York at the Barclays where I cut off the head of Chris Rock. Uh, wait, step and wait, fetch it wait, cool wait, number one wait, wait. Um, my special will be called smaller and brighter you know like bigger and blacker and uh, I'll deal with Chris Rock there in New York
3: What's the problem with Chris Rock
2: now I, I'll, I'll acknowledge that when I get to it okay. um, I've already made enough uh, missteps and I just got <laughs> done doing back-to-back apologies for the first that time in my life so, that's what it is so okay we got that and yeah. on to the next sir
0: Alright, but literally, like the next day, Cat did a show in Philly and then he went <coughs> he went to a Benny Siegel concert, or a Benny Siegel event, and he was on stage, back at it with the crackheadish tendencies. He then sucker punched some dude on stage and proceeded to get jumped and stomped out afterwards. He posted another video claiming he wasn't beat up, but his hands were swollen and the back of his head probably was all knotted up. He had a cap on, he couldn't see, but he also seemed very high or something in this, some kind of high. People who were there at the concert and on stage with him say he was on something. They were saying heroin or crack or something, but he was definitely on something.
1: Good book says, let he who is without sin Throw it the first rock, and I shout smoketh it.
0: (laughs) All right, since then, Cat Williams has been arrested multiple times. Recently, he had his home raided and was arrested for marijuana possession in large quantities and gun charges. Now, preceding the home raid, Williams was detained on aggravated assault, terroristic threats, false imprisonment charges, in addition to possession of illegal weapons and drugs. Now these charges will mark the fourth tally of the comedians legal chart, and Williams was previously arrested for allegedly holding five women at gunpoint assaulting a school a pool store clerk and battery in LA. Now these all these charges have occurred within one week. Indeed, we have a pimp down. Pimp down! All right, all this could be for publicity, but I really think cat needs some help man. Cat, get some help. It's getting a little sad. Get some help, please. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. (laughs) All right, next up, we got the world famous segment, The Internet Be Foolin'. First up, in light of topics we just discussed, I got the hilarious Jay Farrow doing impressions and retelling the story of a meeting held at Eddie Murphy's house of black comedians. Check this out. This week, comedian
1: Cat Williams made headlines for taking verbal shots at rival comedian Kevin Hart. <laughs> However, the dispute was reportedly settled at a secret meeting of black comedians in Hollywood. Here to talk more about this is our own Jay Pharoah. What up, everybody? How's it going, Jay? So tell us about this secret meeting. Okay, the Black Comedians' meeting? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we hold one every year at Eddie Murphy's house, you know, (laughs) in his bowling alley. Wow, and then tell us what happened. Okay, so first, first, Kat got up, right? And Kat was like... Now,
2: first, you got to understand something, (laughs) boo-boo.
1: This right here, this right here,
2: this is war. There can only be one munchkin on top, you raggedy son of a bitch. (laughs)
1: You know, but that's, that's when Kevin got up, and Kev was like... (laughs) First of all, bow. Mm. (laughs) Ping, ping, bow. Mm. Here's your problem. Tell you what your problem is. First of all, you got a perm. Only black man get away with a perm? It's Prince. And he's Prince. You're not Prince. Got the same height as Prince. I do too, but I smile. Oh my God. (laughs) And that's when uh, Dave Chappelle stands. Wait, wait, hold on. Dave Chappelle was there too? I said it was all of us calling. So Chappelle's like, hold on, baby. Everybody just calm down, son. Just calm down. We black. Oh! We need to stick together. Trust me, son. Hollywood is expecting us to fail, baby. Let's just calm down. Go to Africa for a few years. Everything cools off. Oh! Africa?
2: Dave, who want to go to Africa? Africans don't even want to go to Africa. And they live there.
1: So that's Chris Rock. Yeah man, yeah, yeah. So then Eddie gets up and it's like, wait, 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 wait one second, wait one second. Everybody just relax, okay? Everybody just relax. Everybody just relax, everybody just cool out, all right? You know what I'm saying? We're gonna get ready to bowl, okay? Tracy Morgan, Tracy Morgan, show turn the bowl, pick up the ball, oh yes. Tracy Morgan, ladies and gentlemen, and Tracy gives up. Listen, I'm bold, right? I'm bold, Eddie. I'm bold, you know. I'm bold right now. You know, Jackie Gleason is my biological father. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chris Tucker was like, you know, man. <laughs> then hurry up and bow, man. Damn, you're holding up the game, man. Damn. Hannibal Buress goes. Okay, I just don't understand why everybody has to yell in excitement over a bowling match in a living room. This is weird on so many levels. <laughs> and then, and then, Bird got up and said, "Next time, one of you, some of my bitches, have a party at Eddie Murphy's house and don't invite the Mac Man, I'ma bust one of your some of my bitches' head to the white knee. you Hold on, Bernie Mac? Listen, man, you got me. Honestly,
0: Colin, I made it all up. Okay. That's what I do. Jay care, yeah. everyone! <laughs> that boy good. All right, next, we got a dude being inappropriate on the news. Yes, this is on live TV, people. This man said this on live TV. Check this out. I wonder if he still got a job. Check this out. Oh my god, <sighs> I got her. OK, Charlie, I'm going to sit here and just hang out with my new best friend, Bettina. Really? To weather. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think you should. You two should get a, uh, get a, hotel room or something. That's a lot of <laughs> lot of action going
1: on over there. Oh, Charlie. Probably the most action you've had in months, huh? <laughs> Let's take a look at the weather forecast.
0: <laughs> oh well, I crack myself up if I don't crack anyone else. <laughs> Sixty-nine degrees on. Um, Man, my favorite part of that is that <laughs> after his little joke, did nobody say nothing. He got straight crickets. But I got to applaud him, man. Dude is a straight savage. <laughs> All right, so the next one, last, this is the last clip. We got Charlemagne giving Bernie Sanders the donkey of the day for his comments about black people. All right, check this out. When you're white, you don't know
3: what it's like to be living in a ghetto. You don't know what it's like to be poor. You don't know what it's like to be hassled when you walk down the street or you get dragged out of a car. And I believe that as a nation in the year 2016, we will end institutional racism and reform a broken criminal justice system. Now, one thing I hate is generalizations and inaccurate stereotypes. You know, my motto is not a stereotype if it's true. But this isn't true. It's a lot of black people who aren't poor. It's a lot mm-hmm. of black people who don't live in the ghetto. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, it's a lot of white people who are poor and it's a lot of white people who live in the ghetto. You know how I know? Because I grew up with them. I'm from Monk's Corner, South Carolina, raised on the dirt road, population <laughs> a little more than 9,000. And you know, I-, I can take you to some trailer parks that'll be more accurate, some white ghettos and show you some poor white people. Now, Bernie cleaned these comments up or uh, attempted to clean them up. Let's see what he had to say. What I meant to say is when you talk about ghetto, traditionally, what you're talking about is African-American communities. Nobody on this campaign who has talked about poverty. We have 47 million people living in poverty in America. And in the wealthiest country in the history of the world, that is a disgrace, absolutely. What I meant by that is I think many white people are not aware of the kinds of police oppression that sometimes takes place within the African-American community. And, and that is that is the point that I tried to make. Okay, good points made in that. But, you know, I, the environmental conditions of poor whites and poor blacks aesthetically may be different, but the condition is the same. Poor is poor. Poor don't have anything to do with your skin color. When you're poor, the only color that matters is green. Okay, no race is mutually exclusive. The easy side. And Senator Sanders, don't marginalize black people and make it seem like all we do is live in the ghetto. Our existence in America is not limited to that at all. And I agree. Everything you described about police oppression is accurate, but that doesn't just happen to black people in the ghetto, Senator Sanders. That happens and can affect middle class black folks and rich black folks as well. Racism does not discriminate based racism does not discriminate based on your financial status. Now, I would expect just on a basic level for my president to clearly understand poverty is not reserved to any one race or ethnic group. To say white people don't know what it's like to be poor. Come on, Bernie. You can't diminish the experience of poor white people who face that reality. You know how many poor white people it is out here wondering why their white privilege isn't working for them? They will get offended if you talk to them about white privilege. In fact, they would like to know what pawn shop can they go to and trade in their white privilege for some money so they can put, you know, you get some bread to pay some bills and put some food on the table for the kids, okay? What did the agent say?
2: A oh, piece of mind. Said I needed to find intervention Was his religion and I was surprised Him believing in
0: Buddha, me believing in God Ask him what are you doing? Yes, Kendrick Lamar dropped a new album last week Called Untitled Unmastered And it's pretty dope It's the best album I've heard recently And that's largely due to the fact That I haven't heard Kanye's newest album yet Because I refuse to get a title account Just release the album Kanye I wanna listen to it now, this this album, uh, Kendrick Lamar dropped all these untitled songs that he made that didn't make it to, to Pimple Butterfly, and he recorded in the last couple years, and he released it because LeBron James said so. Now, LeBron encouraged him to drop it, and that's the story they're going with, that uh, Kendrick released this to the masses for the public. Uh, yeah, you can get it on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's everywhere. So check that out. I also did a little write-up. On blacksheephtx.com. That's the new site. Join the herd. Go to blacksheephtx.com. Y'all got to pay me for that one. (laughs) Oh, wait. We're getting towards the end of the show. All my loyal listeners know what that means. It's time for everyone's favorite segment Games to Watch watch This Weekend. weekend. (laughs) games to watch this weekend. Tonight, the Stars take on the Blackhawks at 7.30. And then mañana, they play the Blues at 8 o'clock, back-to-backs. Also, tomorrow, the Mavs will go to Indiana to play Monte Ellis and the Pacers. Now, that should be fun to watch Monte versus Wes Matthews. Then also on Sunday, it's Sunday selection time. It's bracket time. It's March Madness, baby. Get those brackets ready. Ow! I get so hyped around this time of year. Now start doing your research now because it's about to go down. Now I'll have my Bracketology article explaining my picks sometimes next week. So stay tuned for that on jbrightsports.com. Can't release it too early after Selection Sunday because... I don't want the people in my bracket, in my group, to know what my bracket is. So I'm going to release that sometime next week. Also, this isn't a game, but be sure to watch the Carmichael Show on Sunday. There will be two episodes, but the first one, it should be classic. Uh, They're talking about Bill Cosby, so you don't want to miss that. Carmichael Show is back now. They had a preview episode uh, Wednesday, but it'll be back officially on Sunday on NBC, so check that out. All right, y'all. That's been my time. Y'all have been great. Uh, Thank you, world, and good night. The time has come
1: for me to go. I've had so much fun entertaining y'all. Till the next time, or maybe the next show, I'll see you when I see you. i holler.
0: Tell your friends about
1: me.